back to the pub trivia experience my name is chris and tonight we have got a fun show for you because i am surrounded by literally like five of my favorite people and one and a half of my favorite dogs the other half of him pees and poops everywhere so i'm just kind of over that aspect of it but hey it's saturday night we're here to play some trivia before we get started leah my lovely wife how are you and what's in your glass I'm doing great this evening. I am drinking my kind of usual. I have some black cherry rum by Cruisin uh, mixed with some Diet Coke. And I'm drinking it out of my lovely Marker 48 Brewing Company, uh, I guess, pint glass. Um, So yeah, I'm doing great. Um, Yeah, my voice got really high there. Uh, What are you drinking? Um, first off, Marker 48 is uh, in North, it's in Pasco County, it's it over here. It says Wikiwashi. Yeah, it's Wachi. in Wikiwashi. Um, that's one of the best breweries in the area. There, It's a hike to get out there from here, but uh, if you can get their brew, get it. It's usually top notch. Uh, no, I am still on my beer cleanse. No beer for this guy, unfortunately. So I am over to my whiskey. I am back into a bottle of Dickel 13-year Bottled and Bond. This was the 2018 Whiskey Advocate Whiskey of the Year. Um the bottle's a little about three quarters gone, and this is a weird whiskey. Like I remember the first couple times I had it, I didn't like it. Then it really kind of grew on me. I haven't had it in a couple months, so let's try this. Yeah, it's gonna take some getting used to. Um, it's <laughs> good. good it's it's it doesn't taste like any whiskey I've ever had before. But hey, you know what? I'm not complaining. I got some whiskey. I got my wife. I got my friends. I'm having a good night. Let's head across the street, all the way across US-19 to Palm Harbor, Florida. Jeff and Marissa, how y'all doing tonight? Oh, so good. So good. Because I just finished a glass of Elijah Craig, small batch. Big fan. Big fan. And we're just getting started. Um, On that note, for the game, however, I have received a lovely early gift from my wife of a Flaviar subscription. Uh, I was skeptical. However, so far, it seems pretty cool. And I'm about to jump into some Black Bull Scotch Whiskey. That sounds delightful. So we're going to find out how that is here. Wow. Okay, that is not like a Scotch I've had before. Uh... Not smoky, uh, not too strong, uh, nice and light. You can probably see that it's not. Yeah, it's you know, not. I guess it looks darker on there, but it's not that dark. Um, not bad, not bad at all. All right, square one for Flaviar. Nicely done, Marissa. What's in your glass, and how are you? I'm doing well tonight. I'm mixing it up a little. No wine, no sangria, and no bourbon in my glass, uh, and no sour beer. Um. I have a mixer and a rum from the oldest city. Uh, I've got a passion fruit sour mixer that I've from old city gates or city gate spirits and some St. Augustine rum. And I made a Tom Collins. Oh, very nice. Keep it local with the St. Augustine distillery. Nicely done. I have never had their rum. I had their vodka and their bourbon. Um, I actually didn't mind their vodka. Their rum is nice. It's nice and like um, butterscotchy. Ooh, that does sound nice. Yeah. It's crazy good. Yeah, it's really good. Adding that Definitely to the their list. best offering. I would say so, yeah. 
And now it's time to head across country, guys. Everyone hop in my VW bus. We are going across the country. We've got our friends from Brainwave Trivia on with us. Kylie and Tim, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing really good. Yeah, happy to be here. We're, we're really glad you guys are back to actually playing. I know we've had you host a couple of games, but uh, we're glad to have you get have you guys back playing. What are we drinking tonight? You know what I'm drinking. I know. <laughs> I'm drinking Johnny Walker Red and Diet Coke. Good taste. Good taste. It, Tim, it's my. It's reliable. It's delicious. It is. We're mad at it. It it's is good to make with. Scotch and soda for some reason tastes better than about any other type of whiskey with soda. So good, good taste there, Kylie. <laughs> Tim, what do you have? I'm changing it up a little bit tonight. I am drinking a 2018 uh, Coppola Pinot Noir, little Ooh. wine tonight. The Coppola Vineyards, the the wine that I've had from them has actually always been solid. I was actually really surprised. I mean, for the money, it's really it's a great it's a bargain. You know, it's no two buck chuck, but it's good solid wine. And you know what, wine will still get you there, my friend. I agree. I agree. Sometimes faster. Uh, well, <laughs> it's definitely easier going down, isn't it? It is. It is. Oh, man. Uh, well, tonight I am going to be the backseat driver. Uh, tonight's game is going to be hosted by my lovely wife, Leah, but we want to give a shout out to our quiz master tonight, a gentleman by the name of John Bell, uh, through another podcast, Trivial Warfare, and their online Facebook community, uh, has been putting together a weekly coronavirus quiz. And so we've gone back to a quiz that I have not done yet. Leah has not done yet. And Leah has turned this into a game and it's going to be Jeff and Marissa versus Kylie and Tim in a game of trivia with four set categories. We've moved it into our usual format and me. I'm going to be quiet for once. I'm going to be the phone a friend. So they get to use me once Per half, if they need me, I am not available for the pregame, the midpoint. Sorry, I am not available for the pregame, the halftime question, or the final round. But in those, what I would call the cream of the Oreo cookie, the best part of the Oreo cookie, if you need me, call me. I will be there. Leah, take us away. Okay, so as my lovely husband pointed out, this is our typical game. There is a pregame, and each of those five questions will be worth two points. For a correct answer, we have our uh, general knowledge game, four rounds, four questions per round. Each correct question will be worth, or each correct answer will be worth 10 points. Um, and then we've got the halftime and the final. So how our pregame work is going to, is how our pregame is going to work is I'm going to give you guys five um, questions independently. Um, after each question, your team will be able to discuss the answer amongst themselves. If they would like to, if you feel like you know the answer, you're just going to say locked in. Then we're going to let the other team talk out their answer, and then we'll give uh, both teams a chance to answer at the end. Does that sound good to everyone else? Yep, sounds good. Sure sounds wonderful. Okay. So we're going into our pre-game round, and the pre-game round category is geography. No. Right. So this is going to be so fun. Um, hopefully. Yay. <laughs> I mean, we got this on lock. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to be asking you is I'm going to be giving you a location, an island. And what you're going to tell me is if this island is an independent nation or is it a territory of another country? 
Okay. So question number one is Sardinia in the Mediterranean Sea. You're going to tell me if it is a territory or if it is an independent nation. So once you feel like your team knows the answer, just go ahead and say locked in and then it'll give the other team an opportunity to talk it out. Sardinia in the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, we're locked in. Oh, good, because we're not in the same room, so we were trying to text, and we were very slow, because rusty. Okay, so we're uh, saying, Jeff, you guys can talk out loud. Uh, Sardinia, what do you think, hon? Um, I just realized I said my one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> oh, what is that? Um. Oh, yeah, don't say that. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. Um, I I think not. An independent? I don't think it is as wet either. I don't know if it belongs to Greece or... Or Italy or one of those. Or Italy or even Great Britain. Did you like owning things? I don't know. Uh, Let's but just do think... we need to name who it is? Nope. I just need to know... Are these islands an independent nation or a territory? Uh, let's right. go with no. All right. I'm going no. No to what? Is it no oh, to an independent it, nation it, or no it, to be a territory? Whatever is uh, the right answer. It's a territory. <laughs> yeah. Not an independent nation. So you're saying, okay, you're saying it's territory. Got it. Okay. Kylie and Tim, what do you think? Independent nation or territory? We also thought that it is a territory, not independent. Okay, so your correct answer is that Sardinia is a territory of Italy. Nice job, everyone. Okay, sweet. Okay, so your second island is the island of the Maldives in the Indian Ocean. Maldives. Crap, I pronounced it wrong. It's the Maldives. I even spelled it out phonetically. It's also more than one island, but I'm not going to say anything. Okay, whatever. It's the Mal- Maldives in the Indian Ocean. Ugh. Oh. Hey, geography. I hate words. Ugh. We'll lock in. Okay, Jeff and Marissa, go ahead. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm pretty sure this is a country. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'd say 83%. Sure. Let's go with it. I think it's I think it's an independent country. Okay, Jeff and Marissa say independent. Kylie and Tim, what do you guys think? We were going with an independent country as well. We think it's was one of the Commonwealth nation of the UK, but it's its own country. Okay. So your correct answer is that the Maldives in the Indian Ocean is its own separate country. Nice job. It is located 430 miles south of India. I don't know the history, but I'm 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 just gonna assume that Kylie and Tim are right. I mean it's India, that. so it's <laughs> I just know it's beautiful and I almost I I almost applied for a job at a hotel there. Whoa. It's in it's south of India, so I'm almost positive it had to have been part of the British Empire at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not by choice. Okay, so your third question in the pregame is uh, Seychelles in the Indian Ocean. Seychelles. Spelt S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-S. Seychelles. Okay, we'll, we'll lock in. Okay, Kylie and Tim are locked. Jeff and Marissa, what do you think? Let's go with your answer because you know these things from 
past dealings with other people. Yeah, so I used to deal with people all over the world relatively often. And so I'm pretty sure that one of the people that I was dealing with was named this. And I looked it up after they had mentioned they were named after this and found out it was a country that I had for sure never heard of before. Um, so I'm going independent nation. Okay, Jeff and Marissa say independent nation. Kylie and Tim, what do you think? We had heard of this one, but it was sort of a coin flip. Um, the only thing that it rings a bell for me is that I'm pretty sure it's where Prince William and Kate Middleton honeymooned, which leads us to think maybe it's part of uh, UK territory. So we said territory. Okay, Kylie and Tim said territory. Seychelles in the Indian Indian Ocean is a separate country. Uh, it's located 930 miles east of Kenya. So Jeff and Marissa pick up uh, two points there. Dang it. Nice, nice. By the way, Jeff, are you an international man of mystery? <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. okay. <laughs> or he's an IT tech support. <laughs> no, super spy. That's way cooler. I liked his answer better. <laughs> okay. So uh, question number four. Uh, Aruba in the Caribbean. Is this an independent nation or a territory of another country? How are you going to say that and not start singing the song? Uh, I mean, Aruba in the <laughs> Caribbean. No. <laughs> That's Nailed why. It. That's why I don't sing. <laughs> I loved it. Mm. All right, we're locked in. Okay, Jeff and Marissa are locked. Kylie and Tim, you guys get to talk this one out. I also started singing the song immediately, which is wildly unhelpful. Um, what do you think? I think I don't know. Um. <laughs> so one of the one of the tests that we're using for this is trying to see if we can remember them ever being in the Olympics Parade of Nations. And I don't know if Aruba has ever shown up in the Parade of Nations. I don't ever remember hearing them in any of the torch ceremonies. Yeah which I pay to attention to for about 30 seconds. <laughs> so that's a good indicator. I, I don't know what, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like it might be a Dutch territory, like from like the Dutch East India Trading Company because it's Caribbean. Solid logic, let's go, let's go with that. So we'll say it's a territory, question mark. <laughs> All right, so Kylie and Tim says territory. Jeff or Marissa, what do you guys think? Well, Dutch East India was owned by britain was it not i don't know i think it was a like a, a nation-run company for some reason aruba sounds like the netherlands to me which again i'm gonna stop explaining my logic because if it's wrong and i'm right on the question then i got there backwards well <laughs> we also went by the was this in the parade of nations and I'm pretty certain that Aruba is an independent country. Okay, so Jeff and Marissa said independent. Kylie and Tim said not independent. The correct answer is that Aruba and the Caribbean is not an independent nation. It is a constituent country of the Netherlands. Yeah. So you were right there. Way to go. So if you're watching the Olympics like for the, the first 30 seconds, like Aruba would have been near the front. I was just so. thinking, I was like, don't they do it in alphabetical order? <laughs> That's so funny, though, because Marissa texted me like, I, what, what did you say? You said independent. They are in the Olympics. And immediately I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. They are. 
And then you guys said that the tactic you've been using is the same thing. But yet we screwed it up. (laughs) Apparently I don't pay that much attention. Yeah, no, and we didn't have the Olympics this year. So, you know, it's it's been a couple of years since you've seen it. So, no, but we have a vaccine now, so we might have an Olympics next year. Yeah, we'll have the 2020 Olympics maybe in July of 2021. Question mark? But Question is it mark? possible as a constituent country they could have still been in the Olympics? I don't know. Uh, Unknown. That sounds possible. That's not in my notes. I'm not a member of the IOC. I don't get paid like them. So... Hmm? You mean you don't get paid under the table like them? Not to the oh. degree they do. Yeah, I'm, it I'm says Aruba compe- competed in its first Olympic Games in 1988. Yeah, they're a constituent I mean, I, I country, so they're, they 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 run semi autonomously. What I'm saying is that logic is flawed. Yeah, it's we should flawed. Never ever use that again. <laughs> oh yeah, because so, <laughs> territories can be in the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> All right. So your final question in the pregame is Fiji in the South Pacific. Is Fiji an independent nation or a territory of another country? All right, we're going to lock in. All right, Kylie and Tim are locked in. Jeff and Marissa, talk it out. All right, well, uh, yeah, I texted Marissa and said, it's a country, right? And she didn't respond and then eventually <laughs> responded with a, I don't like know. Like this. Um, so I guess our best answer is country. Okay. So Jeff and Marshall lock in with country. Kylie and Tim, what do you think? Uh, we decided to go with my gut instinct, which sometimes doesn't work out well. We also said country. Okay, well, Fiji in the South Pacific is its own separate country. Nice job. All right, so coming out of our pregame, Christopher, can you give us a score update? We've got a hell of a game. It is eight to eight. Wow, this is just a nail-biter already. I'm so excited to see what else will come. The fun thing is we didn't even miss the same question. Yeah. (laughs) Valid point. Okay, so we're going into our first round. So round one, question number one, your category is in movie news. Earlier this year, we celebrated National Astronaut Day. Around that same time, it was announced that distinguished gentleman Elon Musk would put his SpaceX resources behind the first feature-length action-adventure film shot in space. What actor is set to star and produce it? We're locked in. Okay, Kylie and Tim are locked in. Jeff and Marissa, what do you think? This is all on you. You follow Elon Musk. Well, I, I am. I would not say a follower of Elon Musk. I am not in the Elon Musk cult. Uh, but I am a fan uh, of some parts of his life choices. Uh, and I think that this is only uh, something I briefly heard once, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He would do that. And I think it's because uh, he's known for doing all of his crazy stunts by himself, and I'm pretty sure it's Tom Cruise. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where I heard it, and I'm like, yeah, I think so. That makes sense now, and move on yeah, with my life, because we'll see if does. that ever happens. That does make sense. So I, don't know, I was kind of wavering that. between like Matthew McConaughey because he's also crazy, but I think Tom Cruise is more uh, likely an answer. Yeah, I think he probably has too much weed in his system to go into space. <laughs> okay, so Jeff and Marissa sounds like they locked in with Tom Cruise. Kylie and Tim, what did you guys lock in with? We also said Tom Cruise. They're, I think they're going to do a Mission Impossible in space. Because why not? I mean, 
Yeah. It just sounds like a horrible idea. Um, but it uh, your correct answer is Tom Cruise, so everyone gets points. Nicely done, nicely done. Mm. I just I just now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like that's that just just ugh, that just sounds ugh, like a waste of money and also like ridiculous. Um, okay, so round one, question number two. <laughs> um, your category is in television. Television. Uh, here's your question. Now its own channel and streaming service, Boomerang began as a programming block of mostly Looney Tunes shorts on what other cable network? While they're uh, discussing, I just wanted to mention that I'm moving on to my second Scotch whiskey option out of my Flaviar here. And uh, it is the Sia Blended Scotch Whiskey. Not sure where that's from. Is that because when you drink it, you say Sia to your sobriety? Because that'd be kind of cool. I mean, my sobriety was gone a while ago. However, uh, I think maybe this is when you get to put on the Sia wig and drink it, uh, which I'm all for. Do I get to go home with Russell Wilson? Uh, That was Sierra. Oh, see? Uh, But... Good good news, this is a question about cartoons and not a question about celebrities married to athletes. So I still feel moderately confident in my answer. But now I'm really concerned there's going to be a question about Sierra show up later because I definitely screwed that up already. It's Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seahawks? Yes. Yes. He is. Also drafted by what major league team? For baseball? I think he was drafted yeah. twice in baseball. The Yankees, I thought, drafted him once. He's kind of big for They baseball. did. He's actually still signed to them on a minor league contract. Oh. Was That's he... weird. <laughs> is he getting paid for that contract? <laughs> no. Well, he's not playing. Well, Way even to just if he throw did, he out trivia questions it. here, Jeff. We're, we're, we're really annoying uh, our guests. <laughs> Sorry. We're, lo- we're locked in. Oh, now they're locked in. Okay, Kylie and Tim are locked uh, in. Don't tell us what you're locked in. Okay, so it sounds like Jeff and Marissa gets to use their phone a friend. So ring, 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 ring. Chris, pick up the phone. Ring, ring. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and I I, I don't know for sure. I'm looking at this, and I I see two possible answers. All right, and the fact I can get it down to two answers makes me feel pretty good about this. So, cable TV network that's going to play Looney Tunes speaks of, to me, one of two places. It either speaks like early Nickelodeon or early Cartoon Network. And the reason I'm going there is I don't think, I can't think of another major cable network that would have used Looney Tunes in that regard. And I was a big fan of early Nickelodeon, like when they would have even had Looney Tunes on there. And I've never heard of Boomerang. On the other hand, I've never in my life watched Cartoon Network more than an episode of South Park here and there or Celebrity Deathmatch. No, that was MTV. Never mind. So, no, literally just South Park. My best guess would be Cartoon Network, but I'll let you guys make up your own minds. All right. Well, when he uh, said that he was going to whittle it down to two, that scared the crap out of me because that's what we did. However, you only named one of them. Yeah. Um, the other one we named was WB. I'm pretty sure that's what the Animaniacs was on. So, yeah. yeah, my I don't my, WB to me is the same as uh, it's what CW is now. Like I think they're all kind of that same group, and I don't think they're I don't they're not cable. I think they're networks. I think they're networks. I don't think they're cable television. 
That's a uh, that's a good point. Well, we did come up with Cartoon Network. So you comfortable going with that, Marissa? Sure. I feel that like I was I... not confident. <laughs> You're still pretty confident in the other. No, no, I'm not confident in that either. Um, I just oh. I don't think it's. I, he said Nickelodeon, but I don't think it's Nickelodeon because no, I don't remember Nickelodeon ever yeah, having ever those having on Looney there. Tunes. No. But I feel like Cartoon Network definitely could have. Yeah. So let's yeah let's go with it. Okay. Okay. Cartoon Network is what we're locking in with. Jeff and Marissa lock in, and Chris lock in with Cartoon Network. Kylie and Tim, what were your thoughts? Uh, we struggled hard with this one. We had a very similar conversation to what you said. We mentioned WB, but that's we don't think it's a cable network. We talked about Cartoon Network or maybe T Turner Classic Movies or something like that that would show old stuff. But we ended up just because of the name Boomerang hit me sort of. I vaguely have an association that that might have been Nickelodeon. So that's what we went with. Okay, so Kylie and Tim locked in with Nickelodeon. Your correct answer is the Cartoon Network. Dang it. That's the first Way thing Way to I go, submitted. Chris. And Jeff. Jeff had what, that one What's throwing me off here, I thought Nickelodeon had Tiny Toons. That's why I was kind of going to Nickelodeon, because I thought they had Tiny Toons, which is like the, the little version of we're tiny, we're toony, the we're baby all version. little. Yeah. It's cartoony, cartoon. we're invading your TV. Oh, Lord. I don't know if that was on Nick. I have no idea where that was, but that was I could have sworn those things were on WB back when they had the frog dancing Yeah, around. I thought so, too, but maybe they were on both. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Okay, so we're moving on to question number three, and your category is food. In 1978, the Quaker Oats Company introduced what alternate flavor of life cereal, which now accounts for about one-third of total life sales? Can you can you just tell me if you agree with me or not? Yeah, we can lock, I think. Okay, good. Okay. I'm pretty sure because that was one of my favorites. <laughs> so Jeff and Marissa are locked in. Kylie and Tim, feel free to talk it out loud. What was the year again? 1978. 1978. Here's a cereal I've never eaten once in my lifetime. You never had life? No. Really? It was gross. It had no flavor. That's why they came up with a new flavor in I know, but that's, what, that's why you just put a bunch of sugar on top of it, and then it's delicious. Or I could just buy cereal that is already tasty. <laughs> I have never heard of alternate flavors of life whatsoever. So this is just going to be a guess, which is a bummer. Um, yeah. So we're talking about cinnamon. Cinnamon makes sense for life. I mean, it's just little wheat squares or whatever, like a cinnamon sugar. I don't, I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen chocolate or like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about life cereal. Um, I know Mikey likes it. That's, that's all I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cinnamon, go, with, go with cinnamon. Cinnamon sugar. Yeah, let's go cinnamon. Just cinnamon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go with cinnamon. All right. We're going to say cinnamon with very little confidence. Okay, Kylie and Tim lock in with cinnamon. Jeff and Marissa, what did you guys say? Uh, we're going to lock in with uh, quite a bit of confidence, actually, and we're going to go with cinnamon. Yeah. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Okay, so your correct answer is cinnamon. Um, so apparently, at this time, they also introduced a Raisin Life flavor, but no one was about that, so they just dismissed it. That's actually what I was. What I would have said is, I, I I thought they had like a raisin version of this. 
no. Yeah, actually, I love cinnamon life, but you have to eat it in about 35 seconds or it just turns into a bowl of mush. That's pretty much how the regular life cereal is, too. You have to eat it immediately. Yep. All right, so nice job, everyone. All right, question number four. Your category is in language. Name this nutty professor of linguistics from MIT whose published work on language, cognitive science, and political dissent have made him the most academically cited living author. We'll lock in. All right, Kylie and Tim are locked in, so Jeff and Marissa, you can shout from different rooms of your house. You can communicate any way you would like. As my wife traverses the several feet it is from the one side of our house to the other, um, as I just told her, I'm quite... No, I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure, though, that this is Noam Chomsky. Um, I think he's still alive, and I think that's the person who I'm thinking of. Uh, I've read several of his articles or books or whatever have come out about political stuff. So I think that's who it is, Chomsky. And I'm not sure how to say his first name. Okay, so you guys are locking in with Chomsky? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Great. So Kylie and Tim, what are you locking in with? Well, we didn't really have any idea on um, anything after the nutty professor part because that stuck out as a clue to us and we had no idea who this scientist linguist guy was so the, we just started kicking around names associated with the nutty professor and we landed on lewis okay locking in with lewis so your correct answer is noam chomsky nice pull jeff nice you guys yeah i hear i hear yeah. mit and i go to chomsky like I, that maybe just the way my head works, but that's, I think, probably the only professor from MIT I could even name. I have never heard yeah. of this person. You're a Noam Chomsky? No, oh, really? I have no idea who he is. I'd send you some, some Reddit writings of his, but you'd fall asleep. Yeah, no. It's, it's dense. Pass. That actually makes sense. It's dense stuff. It's dense. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Chris, can you give us a score update after round one? After round one, uh, we have got 48 points for Jeff and Marissa. Kylie and Tim have 28. It is anybody's game. So round two, question number one, your categories in movies. Long before Lindsay Lohan did it in the remake, what Oscar-winning actor traded places with her mom in the original Freaky Friday? We'll lock in. All right, Kylie and Tim are locked in. Jeff and Marissa, you can talk it out. I've only seen the Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis version. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen the... Uh... The like case of the other one, yeah. But I, I got no. That's not true. I have seen parts of the original. I think. Um, I have. I have no idea. This is our weak point. Move anything with movies is our weak point. If only you had a phone, a friend. If only. Um, I'm sorry. Did you say a year on that? It's just uh, long before Lindsay Lohan did it in the remake, what Oscar-winning actor traded places with her mom in the original Freaky Friday? It was like the 70s, I think, wasn't it? I think. I don't know. I'm just trying to think if we can think of someone from that era. Uh, Wasn't What's-Her-Face um, Jodie Foster? Foster? Wasn't she a child actor? I don't know. Was she? Maybe not. I have no idea. 
Okay. Um, so what you think it's 70s, 80s, 60s? I don't know. I don't know if it's 60s it or 70s. I don't Lohan. know. I don't know if it was 60s or 70s. But I don't think it was the 80s. Before. I don't I don't think it was the 80s either. I think it was I, I feel like it was uh, around Herbie time, whatever that was. <laughs> Which Lindsay Lohan also did. Oh yeah. No one needed to see that one though. No, no one needed to see that. No. No. Um I wish I had a guess even. What is an actress from the 70s or what's an actress from the 80s that have been young? Well, yeah, that's the thing. She would have been a child. That's why I go to Jodie Foster, but What about Drew Barrymore? No, that she no, she was No, she was born in the 70s probably. She was the little girl in ET. No. Oh yeah, forgot that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm stuck on Jodie Foster for some reason. Well, you're better at old stuff than I am, so. But I, again, I don't know. I have no idea. Julianne Moore? Or what's her name? Yeah, it's Julianne Moore. No, I feel like the first thing that came to you was Jodie Foster. So let's just go with that and stop trying to overthink it. Okay. Again, I have no idea. Okay, so it sounds like Jeff and Mercer are locked in with Jodie Foster. Kylie and Tim, what do you think? We Before we lock in and tell you what our locked in answer is, I have to tell you that we were not rooting for you on this one. That was a journey, and we were hoping you wouldn't get there, but it's Jodie Foster. <laughs> I'm glad no one said Haley Mills. I was really waiting for Haley Mills to come out. I would have to have ever heard that name in my life. She was So Lindsay Lohan did uh, Freaky Friday, but she also did The Parent Trap. She was the young girl from the original yeah. Parent Trap. Okay, so your correct answer is Jodie Foster. <laughs> Very nice, everyone. Wow. Nicely done. Good pull. Holy yeah. crap, I don't know how I did that. I know, you must have like heard that at some point in your life. And yeah, I think I might have. I don't know. Very far away. Like, yeah, that's one of those things where you just you regurgitate it and you don't know why. Then just don't yeah. overthink well, it. When I think young Jodie Foster, my head doesn't go to Freaky Friday. It goes to Taxi Driver. So. All right, so round two, question number two. Your category is going to be in games. In the game of chess, there is only one legal move that allows a player to move two pieces in one turn. What piece trades places with the king in this maneuver? We'll lock in. All right, Kylie and Tim are locked in. Jeff and Marissa, thoughts? Is it a knight or is it a rook? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. The rook is like the castle-y looking piece, right? No. No. What's the rook? The the pointy. The pointy one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. The castle is a castle. <laughs> no, that's not what they call it, is it? Yes, I just watched Queen Queen's Gambit. I wish I knew this answer. I wish you did too, because I'm not sure. Um, what were the first two you said? Rook or knight? Yeah, but then again, I don't know if it's. Cause so the rook I'm trying is to think the of the only moves only like an L. It moves right? like yeah, in an L. Oh, yeah. Rook. It couldn't knight, be a pawn, pawn, could it? What am I not thinking of? Rook, knight, pawn, queen, king, bishop. Oh, nothing. bishop is the bishop. no. Bishop is the pointy hat. So rook is the castle looking. I thing. think so. For some reason, I feel like that is the one the bishop or the rook no no the rook but the bishop's the one, the one that moves in an l two. right or is that the one that goes diagonally mm, 
No, I don't. Yeah, I think that one's the one that goes diagonally. I don't think that. <laughs> Chris uh, is like losing his shit over here. Oh, uh, where's Kieran when I need him? He's the chess master. I apparently. have no idea. I I have I tried to play chess and I could never never learn it. I used to have friends that were obsessed with chess, and I was like, maybe I'll learn. And then I played them, and I was like, nah, I don't care anymore. My brother was obsessed so, with chess. That's true. Um, I don't know. Or is it a pawn? I don't think. It's, I don't know. Chris, I don't think it's night. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know okay. nothing about chess. So then let's go with what I have like a 30% confidence in and go with Rook. Do you have a higher confidence in anything? <sighs> I just don't think it was something that was tied to a character or a person or something of that sort. What? Like everything else is a person. Well, Unless a Rook's a person. I don't even know. Like a knight, a pawn, a queen, a king, a bishop, and that's the cha- that's the castle piece. Just don't look at him. I'm trying He's not to. A... I'm trying not just to hide his face. That's what I'm doing. That's why my hand is here. <laughs> he might be a phone a friend, but he is an aggressive face. <laughs> I feel All right, like what do you go the... I don't know. Let's just we fuck it and go pawn. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think we need to do that choice. <laughs> All right, let's go bishop or rook. Flip a coin. Uh. Okay, definitely didn't mean literally. Um. Okay. Looking for a coin. I have a gift this card. A <laughs> Flip a gift card. We didn't pick back a side. <laughs> we didn't. This is the most is, redneck freaking trivia podcast that's ever been produced. <laughs> like, are you gonna assign areas of the card? Why don't you flip a skull can? Uh, a card. Go flip a skull can out back. We can put this side as the rook and this side as the bishop. Sure, whatever you want. Okay. Bishop. Okay, so are Jeff and Marissa locking in with bishop? Is that your final answer? Yep, that's... that's Uh, 100%. We are totally confident in that answer. Okay, so you're locked in with bishop. Kylie and Tim, can you please um, tell us what you were thinking? We believe that the move is called castling, and it is the rook that switches with the king. All right. So in chess, there is only one legal move that allows a player to move two pieces in one turn, and it is the rook or the castle that switches with the king in this maneuver. So nicely done, Tim and Kylie. Sorry, Jeff. You pulled Jodie Foster out of your ass, but you couldn't get that question I know. You guys are so close. (laughs) I got nothing on oh that. Oh my god, we were so worried you guys were gonna get there. <laughs> you just left it up to fate. God bless that gift card. You're making that. Well, never. What company? Never what company's gift, gift card was that? So I know never. It to was shop a there. Fandango gift card. <laughs> Fandango. There you go. We officially do not recommend using Fandango on the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. <laughs> they got us the wrong answer. All right. Well, uh, moving on, maybe uh, question three will be just as entertaining as question number two was. Uh, I hope not. The category is in music. So what band's 1983 song, This Must Be the Place, received its parenthetical subtitle, Naive Melody, because members David, Tina, Jerry, and Chris all traded instruments to record it? 
I, I think we can log in. Okay, Jeff and Marissa are locked in, so Kylie and Sim, feel free to talk out loud. Okay, so on first hearing of the question, we have nothing, so we want to use our phone-a-friend, please. Okay, ring, 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 ring. Chris, pick up, pick up, pick up. What's bugging me is I've heard this question before. Um, it was 1983, and the song is called This Must Be the Place? Yep. Correct. And what what were the four names of the band members again? David, Tina, Jerry, and Chris. Okay. I don't think it's a big name band because I feel like one, I can't name many big bands that had, as bad as it sounds, like female females in the band. Uh, I'm trying to think like female fronted bands from the 80s. I mean, you got Blondie, but her name's Debbie. No, it's definitely not Blondie. What about the Bengals? That was all girl. Yeah. That's right. And then, like, there was the, like, rock bands of the 80s that had, like, uh, female bass players, like Kim Deal, or, but that was, like, way later than 83. This must be the place, parentheses, naive melody. I'm assuming the naive melody is the fact that they are playing different instruments than they're used to. That, that, right. that my sophomoric insights. David, Tina, Jerry, and Chris, a four-piece from the early '80s, like Flock of Seagulls, or um. I don't think it's Flock. No, Flock of Seagulls was later. So, like a new wave band. What about the B52s? Oh. Weren't there, weren't there two girls in that, though? Maybe Chris is a girl's name in this case. Well, it is in this case here. Um, uh, um, so B-52s, I know it's Love Shack, right? Yeah, and Rock Lobster. Never heard that song, adding it to my queue. What? Uh, David, Tina, Jerry, and Chris, 1983. I'm coming up with so little I'm not a music guy I'm sorry I'm terrible at music and I did not listen to music until the 90s so unless the answer is like corn I may be useless <laughs> I don't think Jonathan Davis was recording back then one of the one of these people has to be the lead singer oh well on wait, a side note with wait. corn oh go ahead um What's the name of the guy who uh, is the Talking Heads? That sounds like something that the Talking Heads would do. Let's all switch instruments and see what happens. Like, this I, is not my beautiful wife. That that Talking Heads. What's the lead singer of that? I don't know what his name is. Is his name David something? Possibly. They strike me as early 80s more so than... Uh... The B-52s. Well, no, I think B-52s are in there, too. I just, it doesn't, I don't know. Don't listen to what me. If, I don't listen to me at all on this. I'm sorry, guys. I hate to be the one that tells you to, you wasted it on me, but you wasted it on me. I'm not a music guy. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a better actually, answer, actually. I don't know why, but I think that might be, that might be. That does that sound right. like something the Talking Heads would do. And they are in early 80s I'm bands. I'm trying to remember the lead singer's name. I can see his face. He wears giant suits. 
This is not my beautiful wife. Once in a lifetime. Uh, well, let's go with that. We'll say talking heads because we're just running out of anything else. So talking heads. Okay, Tim and Kylie walk lock in with the talking heads. Uh, Jeff and Marissa, what did you say? So much like Kylie and Tim earlier cheering for us to not get to the answer and then us may or may not getting to the answer, what they were looking for was a band that likes to wear large gray suits and not wear shoes with a lead singer of the name by David Byrne. Of this, I only know because I married into a Hobson family which is obsessed with this man and his band, and they are called the Talking Heads. Oh, my God. Also equally obsessed with B-52s, so... Kylie, I have to salute your file man for coming that. I have no idea where that came from, but I'm happy that it happened. Nicely done, Kylie. Well, we've got some good guessers on this show. To be fair, we don't know it's right yet. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say we have some good guessers on this show because we are... uh, Everyone's getting points for this one, so the answer is the talking heads. Nice job. Sweet. All right, going into round two, category number four. Your category is in sports. Here is your question. There are two NBA players who earned the honor of finals MVP, then were traded to a different team, then became the finals MVP for that team. Name either player. I will give you a hint. LeBron James won it twice on two different teams, but not after being traded. Don't say LeBron. I don't know much, but I do know that if you don't know the answer to this question, you should have saved, should have saved your phone a friend for this. Okay, yeah, because you can't answer oh, this one. I know, I'm sorry. Everyone's phone of friends are expired. Your Yikes. phone has been disconnected. It is out of service. You did not pay your bill. You will not be receiving any more phone calls this round. All right, we'll lock in. With our guests. Uh, okay. okay, Jeff and Marissa, thoughts? So, honestly, I'm glad you said the thing about LeBron, because that's probably what I would have gone with, but I don't think he won back-to-back. So, the only other name that popped into my mind was Charles Barkley. I got nothing. All right, Jeff and Marissa say Charles Barkley. Kylie and Tim, what did you guys lock in with? NBA is like a huge blind spot for both of us. So we just picked a name that we're pretty sure was a finals MVP, but we don't really know if it's right or if he was ever traded, but we just said Steph Curry. All right, Steph Curry. Um, Chris is jumping up and down, waving his hand in the air. So I think I know. What would you guess, Christopher? So there's a pretty famous trade that went from Milwaukee to Los Angeles back in I early 70s. It might have been the, I think it was early 70s. But it sent Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to the Lakers. And then and I, I'm almost positive he won finals MVP with the Lakers, and I, I would assume he won it with the Bucks as well. And then the other one, I think it's recent. I think it's Kawhi Leonard because I know he won. I know the, the Spurs won it in the mid-2010, the mid 2010-2020s. And then he made that huge stink about not wanting to play for Popovich anymore, and they traded him to the Raptors, and then the Raptors went on to win the freaking NBA Finals. So my gut is telling me it is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kawhi Leonard. 
Okay, well, you guys really wasted your phone of friends early on that one because your correct answers are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kawhi Leonard. So, good job. See, Chris, now I feel I even worse. Now I feel even worse for Kylie and Tim because I was useless on them getting their answer. And then, oh, a sports question came. Well, if I'd known NBA was next. <laughs> That's <Right>. true. <laughs> right. Maybe I should have given you guys your categories first, but whatever. Um, all right. So we are now going into the <laughs> halftime question. So, Chris, give us a score update. So your score is heading into halftime. Marissa and Jeff have 68 points. Kylie and Tim have closed the gap. They have 58. It is a 10-point game. So I should get this all queued up. So your category for halftime is going to be in finance or things found in a Forbes article. So for your halftime, you are going to um, give it. There's going to be uh, six possible answers, and I'm going to look for five of them. So it's your job to come up with five answers for this question. You are ineligible to use your phone a friend for the halftime question. Um, and then as many correct answers as you can get, you will be getting four points per correct answer. So here is your halftime question. If you look at the richest person who calls each state home, there are six states that do not have any billionaires with a B. Billionaires. Their richest citizens have less than a billion dollars. Name five of those six states as of 2020. We're locked in. Okay, so Marissa and Jeff, you can talk things out. Well, should we do a recap of how our conversation's gone so far? Absolutely. Sure. We love recaps. <laughs> Why don't you do it? Because I have very loud children here for a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I kept giving her ideas and I kept getting shot down hard. Um, let's see. I what you think, Alaska? That's got to be one, right? Maybe. I think you're still unless some billionaire, may, unless some billionaire decided to go and homestead out there. I have no idea. I feel like they wouldn't be a billionaire if they chose to do that. Probably not. Um, and then so I said, like smaller northeastern states, and then you shot down all of those, right? Um. New Hampshire, Vermont, Delaware. Uh, okay, why did I shoot Vermont ones? down, Jeffrey? Uh, you said the home of Ben and Jerry's. I don't think Ben and Jerry's are billionaires, but no, they might you don't be. Think so? Oh no, they are way too hippie to be billionaires. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about the? That's like that's the... like saying Jerry Garcia was a billionaire. <laughs> it's not easy to be a billionaire. What about... It's going to sound really stupid, but it's easy to be a millionaire. It's really hard to be a billionaire. Okay, so what about the first three that I sent you? Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Arkansas. Um, I'm trying to think where all of the rich people have been flocking to. I think, I think it's South Dakota. That's where they've been buying up big lots of land to go hide in. So North Dakota and Arkansas. Wait, Arkansas. Arkansas. No, I think I think um shoot. Um what's their names? I could be totally wrong, but I feel like the Cook brothers are from there. Cook brothers, the Cook Coke brothers. brothers. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they're from small Midwest Midwestern. I thought life. they were like Nevada, but maybe not. 
No, no, I'm I'm quite certain they're very Midwestern, because I shuddered at that. Um, I think North Dakota's pretty solid. Okay. The only one wants to live up there. Wyoming, no, there's definitely people buying. Yeah, there's tons uh, out in Wyoming. Definitely. Same with Montana. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Iowa. So. So what do we have here? No, I think, again, Midwestern country or Midwestern uh, states are sleepy in the fact that they have a lot of oil and stuff out there. Idaho. So there's there's billionaires out there you've definitely never heard of. Um, what did you think about Alabama and Mississippi? Maybe. What about Kansas? No, I don't think so. No? Again, same thing. It's all like oil money out there okay so come back to the that's, east that's big money so what about north carolina south carolina we could even we could even no definitely big money out there north carolina is big tech land south carolina i don't know what is what does south carolina have the worst roads in the country <laughs> well during a hurricane yeah not ideal um so what do we have so far let's let's write this down real quick alaska you feel good about i feel I, really good about it. i guess i also but I don't know. What about the fishing industry? What about the the crabbing industry? What about I don't know. I don't know if that's making billionaires. I don't though. know either. Um Come on, former finance man. I did not study the states in which billionaires live, however. Um Okay. Okay, you said Nevada. What about the other ones near that? I don't think Colorado, but what about like New Mexico, Arizona? I just maybe. I don't know any. Maybe New, New Mexico. Mexico. Well. <laughs> All right, let's write that down. What else did we say? Um. Well, I said a lot of things, but I got shot down. New Mexico, North Dakota. What else is on your list? Uh, yeah. I've written down the things I feel comfortable about. Alaska, North Dakota, and New Mexico. Alaska, like North anything... Dakota, and New Mexico? Yeah. Okay. What else have we got? <laughs> How did you feel about uh, Mississippi or Alabama? Sure. Sure? Sure. <laughs> I believe they both do have shorelines. They do. On the Gulf of they Mexico. do have shorelines. Yeah. But okay, so uh, okay, so look. Mississippi has casinos. Oh, you're right. It's got uh, what's that? Biloxi. Yeah, Biloxi. I don't know. Maybe I don't I know. I don't know. I have no idea. I like Scotch, <laughs> Alabama, because we got to get this fucking over with. Uh, what else did you say? South Dakota? No, I don't. I if you think where's the pipe? Because the pipeline's going through North and South Dakota, correct? Mm, I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention. Okay. I don't think Arkansas. What about I Maine? Think that section. No, there's got to be billionaires out in Maine. What else is up there? Oh yeah, the other places you shot down. Do you want to go um, with New Hampshire? We can go with New Hampshire. Do you like New Hampshire? I don't know. I don't like, I'm not confident on any of these, so. Well, I have five written down. 
Go then go with it. Let's just go with it. All right. We are ready to lock in. All right. Chris, get your pad ready to see what the answer is. Um, so, okay, go ahead and tell us your five. We would like to lock in with Alaska, North Dakota, New Mexico. That does not look like Mexico. Wow. Uh, Alabama and New Hampshire. All right, great. Uh, Kylie and Tim, what did you lock in with? We locked in with Wyoming, Nebraska, Alabama, Montana, and Idaho. Okay, so Alaska is number one. Uh, the second one is New Mexico. The highest person has 0.7 billion. Then we have New Hampshire, 0.7 billion. Vermont, 0.6 billion. Then we have Delaware, um, a joint effort. I don't know why these two people are combined together. They must be in some kind of domestic partnership. Um, they have 0.9 billion. And then Alabama as well with 0.9 billion. So your answers are Alaska, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Vermont, Delaware, and Alabama. Chris, can you give us a score update after halftime? So I have got Jeff and Marissa getting four correct. That would give them an additional 16 points. Kylie and Tim got one, giving them the additional four. So your scores going into the second half, 84 to 62 in favor of Jeff and Marissa. Nice, but it's still anybody's game because we still have half a game left. Uh, we are moving on to round three, and this round is going to be a connection round. So um, all your answers in this category will have something in common. So at the very end of this category, you can get five bonus points if you can connect, make the connections to what all the answers have in common. So just be thinking about that as we're going through. Um. So your round three question number one, the category is in the animal kingdom. Barbara Corcoran, Kevin, Mr. Wonderful O'Leary, and Damon John are often likened to what animal due to their powerful business acumen? We'll go ahead and lock in. Okay, so Jeff and Marissa, what do you think? I imagine it's got to be the name of their show, right? The Shark Tank? Isn't Mark Cuban on that? Well, Mark Cuban was one of the ones that has filtered in over the years, I'm pretty sure. But those ones are the main ones, I believe. Sure. Let's go with it. Okay. Locking in with Shark. Tim and Kylie. We also said Sharks. They're on Shark Tank. Yes, so all of these people... I hate this show, by the way. That's why I probably mispronounced their names written down on paper it stresses me out so much but yes all of those people that i named off are all um on the tv show shark tank so the correct answer is sharks nice job everyone okay so round three question number two your category is in literature your question is this what will smith movie is inspired by a book of the same name but has little in common with its story other than references to the concept of three laws created by author Isaac Asimov. And just a reminder, we are now in a new round, or a new section of the game, so everyone's phone friends have been reactivated and are available whenever you feel like you need them. We're locked in. Okay, Tim and Kylie are locked in. 
Jeff or Marissa, talk it out. Okay. Um, well, I'm just going to reply to you here. Um, no, I don't think it's the happiness one. Isaac Asimov is a big sci-fi guy. Oh, so is it... Um... Um, that doesn't help too much with Will Smith, but I'm pretty sure... Um, what was the one with the dog? Yeah, the one movie. Uh, the I Am Legend? That doesn't sound right. Maybe it is. I Am Legend. What other sci-fi music movies has he done? Uh, Lots. No? Right? Yeah. The, no, I mean some. He did the superhero movie. I wouldn't consider that sci-fi. iRobot. Oh, iRobot. That could definitely be it. I don't know this author. What? You don't know Isaac Asimov or Asimov, however you say it? He's like quintessential sci-fi, isn't he? I have no idea. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who I'm thinking of. Because um, I also thought I Pursuit of Happiness that I was robot would make more sense. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. No, because I'm... Pre- I'm pretty sure I know that this author is sci-fi, so it has to be in that realm. Okay. Pursuit of Happiness, not in that realm. No. Um. So I'm thinking iRobot or um, I Am Legend. I Am Legend would fit in that. Although I Am Legend is not really sci-fi, is it? It's dystopian, is it not? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I don't know. What would you think? I'm trying to remember like rules that would be in it. I don't. I can't imagine there being laws in I Am Legend. Because it was him and a dog. <laughs> and zombies, right? Spoiler alert. I didn't see it. I have no idea. I've seen it a long time ago, and that's basically all I remember about it. There's a better chance this is I Am It's not. Uh, it's not. I Robot. Uh, Independent. Independence Day? Is that a book? Oh, shit. Is it? I don't know. I forgot about that one because I've never seen that one. It's not Men in Black, right? That was an original like thing, right? I think so. Chris, please stop. Damn, now you're throwing out all these other things. Yeah, can we uh, mute his face? <laughs> <laughs> now we have an episode title. Oh, we have a phone a friend. We have a phone a friend. We have a phone a friend. It's a new round. Oh. It's a new round. You're right. It's a new round. Okay, we should probably use it. <laughs> Chris, come back. Chris, come back. Ring, ring, ring. I think they're using your phone a friend. Hope your phone's charged. We are using our phone a friend. Okay, so first off, let's let me let's do some corrections here. Uh Men in Black is based on a comic book. Um, so there is source material. I am Legend and iRobot are both based on books. Only one of them is based on a book by Isaac. Isaac, there you go. Isaac Asimov. Uh both of these movies of Will Smith's are both terrible translations of their original source material, but only one of them relates back to the three laws of robotics. It's iRobot. Independence Day is a completely original idea made into a great movie and then an absolutely terrible sequel. And then you're forgetting the other sci-fi movie, which, by the way, Hancock is a sci-fi movie. So is Wild Wild West. How do we keep forgetting about Wild Wild West? Because it is terrible. I'm done. I'm done. It might be terrible, but it's a fun watch. Um, Hancock, however, yeah, not not so much. Okay. So we were close. Uh, we're locking in with iRobot. Okay, Carly and Tim, what do you think? 
We knew right away it was talking about the uh, three laws of robotics, and so we said iRobot. All right, well, good news. Everyone's getting points. It is iRobot. Nicely done, nicely done. Okay, so we are moving on to round three, question number three. The category is California. Okay, so question in your category of California is what is both the name of a city in California and that state's motto? We're locked in. All right, Kylie and Tim are locked in. Marissa and Jeff. I feel like, isn't it um, the, I'm trying to picture the flag. I don't know if that's helping me, but I think that it has to do with the gold rush. And I think that's where um, Eureka and I, I don't know if that's on their flag or not, but I think that is like Eureka, we found it, or something like that. Gold is here or something. I, I don't know. But is that a city? I know it's a city in like, isn't it a city in, in Washington? Maybe it is in California. Do you got anything for me? No. Because I don't think it's like I Sacramento you or something <laughs> like that because that's awful. I Joshua uh, Tree you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's it. Um, um, I think that's it, though. But I just don't remember if that's a city or not. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's Gold Rush related. But, yeah, let's go with that, I guess. I don't know. Okay. that's. The, I mean, that's the first thing that came to me, but... I think it might just be one of those gut things where I heard it and I don't actually know. Well, that's it. like my Jodie Foster. If it's a gut, go with it. Yeah. All right. Let's go with it. Okay. So Jeffrey Morris's Locking gut in. says Eureka. Kylie and Tim, what does your gut say? It also says Eureka. Because I found gold. Oh, thank in them are hills. God. Okay. So uh, oh. your correct answer is Eureka. Everyone gets points. Hooray. All right, round three, question number four. Your category is going to be in video games. What Nintendo character who lives in Dreamland uses the inhalation of enemies as his primary attack? Lock. Okay, so Kylie and Sim, please talk. Sorry, we were like on mute and discussing amongst ourselves. So uh, we're pretty sure we know what this is, though. Dream Lives in Dreamland. And you said inhales enemies? Yep. That sounds like something Kirby would do. It's Kirby. Definitely sounds like Kirby. I'm good with that. Okay, let's lock on the Kirby. Yeah, we'll say Kirby. Okay, Kylie and Tim say Kirby. Marissa and Jeff, what did you say? We also said Kirby. Okay, well, your correct answer is that cute, adorable puffball Kirby. Nice job, nice job. And uh, since that completes the round uh, three category of connections, uh, any team who can name what those answers have in common can get a bonus five points. Um, so I'll give you guys um, a couple minutes that you can talk it out amongst yourselves um, of what you think those answers for this category have in common. And then uh, we, if you know have an answer lock in and then let the other team discuss we're locked in on the connection okay 
But Jeff or Marissa, what do you think the connection is? Shark, right? Shark. iRobot, Eureka, and Kirby. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it sharks with laser beams? <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> Jaws is it? I, I don't know. Jaws. Okay, I like. No, Jaws. I no. There was. I'm just kidding. They had robots. They had robot sharks that inhaled people. And Eureka. <laughs> Maybe it was in Eureka. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Um, yep, I like your answer. No, I... Okay. We're not going to go... Yeah, I have no We're not no going to come up with something better than that, are we? Yeah. Jaws. Okay, so Jeff and Marissa are locked in with Jaws. <laughs> Kylie and Tim, what did you guys lock in with? Uh, we locked in with vacuums. Because okay. I used to own a Kirby. Okay, so the one thing that all of those answers have in common is that they are all vacuum cleaner brands. So nice job, (laughs) Kylie and Tim. You guys will get a bonus five points for that one. Nicely done. Oh, yeah. Dang, good job, guys. Never in my life heard of that. All right, so Chris, can you give us a score update after round three? All right. Uh, Everyone went through round three perfect, but Kylie and Tim did pick up the five bonus points and got themselves five points closer. It is 124 to 107. Great. Now we're moving into our last regular game round, and your category is going to be all about Dave. Whoever Dave is. All about Dave. I hope it's all the Daves I know. (laughs) Okay. So, your round four question number one category is in music. Yes. Uh, Guitar virtuoso Tim Reynolds is best known for his collaborations with what famous Dave? Locked in. All right. So, that was Jeff and Marissa locking in. Hi, I'm Jeff, and I locked in. Okay, great. So, Tim and Kylie, all your voices are starting to sound the same to me. It's getting very late. Okay, Kylie and Tim, please discuss. You said Tim Reynolds? Yes, Tim Reynolds. He is a guitar virtuoso. And he's famous for his collaboration with what famous Dave? What famous Dave? Well, you say music and you say Dave, and I think Dave Matthews, because obviously that's who Dave is. That makes sense. And um, Dave Matthews has a huge catalog. roster of people that play in his band. True. Um, what ne- about I don't know Dave Mustaine? No, that's yeah, very, that's very specific, <laughs> and he hasn't been relevant for quite some time. <laughs> Dave Mustaine, uh, Dave Satriani, is that a thing? That's a famous guitar player. I his, think. his name isn't Dave. It's um, not? It's, it's uh, something Satriani. Yeah. Who's that it's, guy? Uh, it, oh, man. Joe Satriani. Yeah. Is who you're okay. Of. Disregard. I'm sticking with Dave Matthews because I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. have nothing better than Dave Matthews. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not super confident about it, but I think that could be it. Let's go with that because I don't have anything better. We're going to say Dave Matthews. All right. Tim and Kylie have locked in with Dave Matthews. Marissa and Jeff, what did you lock in with? 
Well, there's certainly some other Dave musicians that are offended right now that they were not mentioned. Uh, however, uh, the correct answer is Dave Matthews. Okay. Well, I am personally offended that no one thought of Dave Grohl of, of Foo Fighters, but that's just me. Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the one. There's Carbon Electric. Think of Dave Grohl because he's oh, yeah. awful. Tim hates Dave Grohl. Oh, it's a very Dave Grohl. Oh my gosh. What? I don't hate Dave Grohl. I have an ir- no, I, I do. I have an irrational hatred for Dave Grohl. There is no logic behind it. I tr- I've, I've wow. asked him, I'd be like, explain why you hate Dave Grohl. Give me reasons why you hate Dave Grohl. And he's like, I, I just can't. I just hate him. I don't know. Oh, he's, he's a genuinely nice guy who does good things. And for some reason, <laughs> I don't like him. I don't know what it is. It's okay, Tim. Okay. There's lots of people that I have no explanation for why I don't like them. You're exactly right. I know. I know. I know. This, I... Is, this is like the closest we've ever gotten to an argument in our marriage is over like this irrational hatred of Dave Grohl. <laughs> well, at least we can admit that it's irrational. So that's the important thing. Um, but the answer is that this guy is now a regular member of the Dave Matthews Band, but the two have released multiple albums as a duo. And I the person who wrote this i assume they are a long time hacky sack partners so the answer is dave matthews so everyone gets points okay so round four question number two your category is going to be in a great way to blow a hundred dollars your question is this what four letter word is also the four letter nasdaq stock ticker symbol for dave and busters all right, we are locked in. Okay, Jeff and Morris are locked in. So Tim and Kylie, you may share your thoughts with the rest of us. We have a guess, but we're not super confident. So we're going to use our phone a friend on this one before we miss the chance to use it. Okay, great. So ring, 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 ring. Chris, what do you think? I actually had Dave and Buster's in my investment portfolio for a little while. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge stock trader, but I, I do have a portfolio that I keep that I use to like play money for, and I kind of throw money into stocks here and there. And knowing full well that I am a giant geek and like games, Dave and Buster's seem to kind of fit into my ideal portfolio. Their stock ticker symbol is the word play, P-L-A-Y. That is actually what Kylie was thinking. That was my that was my my reason guess, but ninety eight percent sure because I used to look it up while I was at work. I would look it up just to see on Yahoo Finance or on um oh what's that free the other free one um doesn't matter. It's yeah I'm almost positive it's play. I'm totally down with that because that was that was if we hadn't phoned a friend that would have been our answer. That was your first inkling. Yeah. Yeah, we'll lock in with play. Okay, Kylie and Tim are locked in with the word play. Marissa and Jeff, what did you say? Yeah, having been in the finance business for a little while, sometimes you look at uh, company stock tickers and you just give out a little, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this is one of those. I actually um, was able to start doing some trading post that company and found it and I was looking and saw that it was play. Okay, so your correct answer for the four-letter word, that's the four-letter NASDAQ stock ticker for Dave & Buster's, is the word play. Nicely done, everyone. Great job. So, we are in round four, question number three, and your category is going to be in pop culture. An urban legend 
that has on several occasions been both confirmed and denied by both parties involved states that what hit 1995 alternative rock song is about Full House star Dave Coulier. We're locked in. Okay, Kylie and Tim are locked in, so Jeff or Marissa, feel free to discuss. I've heard about this before, but I cannot for the life of me. Uh. What do you need, the song title or the band? Uh, She just walked away, but it should be the song title. Okay. That's my interpretation. At least you didn't say anything about needing the band in the question, so. Oh, God, I just... I I know I've heard this before, and I cannot... So, okay, it's one of those 90s female singers, I'm pretty sure. Um, one of those, not Natasha Benningfield, she was 2000s. Um, what is Jagged Little Pill? Um, what's her name? Uh, Morissette, right? Alanis Morissette, yeah. I Alanis think Morissette. I'm, I'm almost certain it's her. Yeah, but what song is it? All right, let's start naming some songs. What did we say so far? Jagged Little Ironic. Pill. Ironic. You Ought to Know? That's one. Could that I be don't it? know. I, I don't think. Unless it's. Um, what are some other songs by her? Oh, no, no, no. Don't you think this song's about, or you think this song's about you? That's that's You Ought to Know, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the line. I'm pretty sure. I'm like a seventy-two percent at this. Yeah, point. let's go with it. I don't. I I I'm pretty sure you're on the right. I'm pretty sure it's Alanis Morissette because I feel like I. I'm I'm not sure if that's exactly the name of the song, but I know that you should. Yeah. Don't you think the song's about you? You ought to know. You 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 ought to know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, so Jeff and Marissa locked in with you ought to know. Uh, Tim and Kylie, what did you say? So uh, this song and that whole situation with Dave Coulier was parodied on How I Met Your Mother when Robin Sparkles became Robin Daggers. And she uh, had the song P.S. I Love You. And everyone was like, who's the P.S.? Who's the P.S.? And it ended up being about Paul Schaefer, like Letterman's band leader, which was awesome. But all of that being said, it was uh, the song P.S. I Love You was based on You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. And your correct answer is You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Uh, Supposedly they dated when Alanis was 18 and Dave was 33. If you guys are interested in 90s alt-rock, you guys should check out our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology. And in the month of January, we are going to be uh, voting on what is the best 90s alt-rock band of all time. And uh, Leah may have some hot, or song of all time. And uh, Leah may have some hot takes on Alanis Morissette's place on that bracket. So uh, just just a little plug to check out in the month of January. Um, round four, question number four. Your category is in what's in a name. And here's your question. According to the Social Security Administration, there has only been one year since the start of the 20th century in which David was the number one baby name. 
this year was part of what decade? So we're looking for the decade in which David was the number one baby name. We're going to lock Leah. Okay, Marissa and Jeff are locked. Kylie and Tim, talk it out. Okay, so this seems harder than it probably is, or it's just... Not in our wheelhouse. Not, yeah. So we talked about, uh, like, famous Davids, because, like, names have names sometimes will become popular based on a famous person or, like, a president or whatever. So we thought there was Dwight David Eisenhower... And then we thought we logically jumped to the next famous David, David Hasselhoff. Um, and so we're trying. And, and then I was saying that when I was a kid, uh, pre Kylie Jenner, the name Kylie was very unique in the 80s growing up. But there was always like a million Jessica's, a million Emily's. And in my classes, there was always like three or four David's, it seemed like. So I was thinking either 70s or 80s. So I'm just going to let Tim do the coin flip on that one. Because oh. I, I truly, oh. I have no idea. It's either it's either 70s, I think it's either 70s or 80s. That's what my gut is, but I don't know which one. Here's what I think, but I'm going to let you take the responsibility for the answer. <laughs> um, let's go, we're going to lock in with the 80s. Okay, Tim and Kylie are locked in with the 80s. Marissa and Jeff, what did you lock in with? Well, we went 20 years earlier, and purely based off the fact that my Uncle Dave was born in the 60s. Okay. So your <laughs> correct answer is that David was the number one name for boys in the year 1960. So we were looking for the 1960s as the answer. So nicely done, Jeff and Marissa. Nice boy, you guys. Thanks, Uncle Dave. <laughs> nice. Okay, Chris, going into our final question, can you give us a score update? Your scores are right now. Anybody's game, 137 for Kylie and Tim, 164 for Jeff and Marissa. Okay, so going into our final uh, round, this is how it's going to work, is that you can use any and all of your, any or all of your uh, points that you've accumulated throughout the regular game Um and split them up any way you would like between our three final questions. So I'm going to give you the category, but not the question. You guys are going to figure out what you want to wager on each category without hearing the question. You're going to write that down um, and lock those final scores in before hearing the question. Then I'm going to hear the question. You guys are going to lock in with answers and then we'll go over the answers. Question one is going to be in the category of trading places. The West End. Question number two is going to be in Connections Movie Edition. And question number three is going to be in Famous Daves. Alright, so our wagers are locked in, so we're going to go through these questions now. So question number one in your final category is in Trading Places The West End. So here is your question. In 2011, the Royal National Theatre in London staged a production of a play based on a gothic horror novel written in 1818. The play starred Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller in the two lead roles, with the two actors switching roles nightly. Name both roles. 
We're locked in. Okay, Carly and Tim are locked in. Jeff and Marissa, you can share your thoughts. Uh, so you're still typing? Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm pretty sure I've heard of this. Um, and I think that I recall hearing that he was in Frankenstein. Um, but I imagine obviously the roles would be the monster and Doctor Frankenstein and the yeah. Doctor. Dr. Frankenstein and, and the monster doesn't no, have a name, does Do- it? Dr. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure I remember hearing about that when we were back when we were watching um, Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah. So uh, we're going to lock in with Dr. Frankenstein and his monster? Frankenstein's monster? I'm very worried there's a name for that. Oh, well. Okay, and then Kylie and Tim, what did you say? We also locked in with uh, Dr. Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Super. Okay. So in uh, question number two is going to be in Connections Movie Edition. Here's your question. What is the last name of Miles, a movie character whose work with discarded robot parts will probably lead to Judgment Day in the Terminator franchise? Okay, we're locked in. Okay, so it sounds like Kylie and Tim locked in, so Jeff and Marissa get to discuss. Yeah, I was trying to lock in. Um, the only name we know is Connor. That's the only connection I can make. Yeah, and I've only seen yeah. like one of them. And that was a long time ago. Okay, so are you locking in with Connor? We are. Okay, great. And uh, Tim and Kylie, what did you lock in with? We locked in with Dyson. Miles Dyson is the guy who gets shot by Sarah Connor in this judgment uh, in the second Terminator movie, we believe. Okay, great. So we are moving on to question number three, and your category is in Famous Daves. So here's your question. What last name is shared by two Daves? One was a Columbus, Ohio businessman whose most famous business first opened in 1969. The other co-wrote, co-directed, and co-starred in a 1983 comedy movie called Strange Brew. Uh, Locked in. Okay, so Jeff and Marissa are locked in, so Kylie and Tim get to discuss. Okay, so you're looking for one last name that both of these Daves have, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty sure that it's Dave Thomas. Yeah. Dave Thomas was one half of Strange Brew and Dave Thomas started Wendy's. Yeah. So we say Thomas. All right. So Thomas. All right. So Jeff and Marissa, what did you think? We also went with Thomas. Okay, great. So now what we're going to do is we're going to run back through those questions and this time we're going to share our wagers. So, question number one, your category was in Trading Places, the West End. The question was, in 2011, the Royal National Theatre in London staged a production of a play based on a gothic horror novel. The play starred Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller in the two lead roles with the two actors, with what two, what, two actors switching roles nightly. Name both of those roles. Um, 
So, Kylie and Tim, what did you guys lock in with? Please remind us, tell us your answer and how much you wagered on that question. We wagered 25 points and we said Dr. Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Okay, and then Jeff and Marissa, what was your answer and what was your wager? We also said Dr. Frankenstein and Dr. Frankenstein's monster and we wagered 20 points. Okay, great. Um, and your correct answer is Frankenstein and the monster. So you all are getting points there. Nicely done. Um, question number two in, in uh, Connections Movie Edition. The question was, what is the last name of Miles, a movie character whose work with discarded robot parts will probably lead to Judgment Day in the Terminator franchise? Uh, Tim and Kylie, what did you answer? We said Dyson and we wagered 87 points on this one. That's a lot of math. Good luck, Chris. Um, okay, and then Jeff and Marissa, what was your answer and what was your wager? Well, we uh, went with Connor and we went with zero. Okay, great. And your correct answer is Dyson. Nicely done, Tim and Kylie. And that actually goes back to the uh, vacuum category from earlier as well, since Dyson is also a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I hate, I hate vacuums right now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be your downfall. Um, okay, and then in your final question, in your fi- in your final category, it was uh, in Famous Daves. What last name is shared by two Daves? One was a Columbus, Ohio businessman whose most famous business opened in 1969, and the other co-wrote, co-directed, and co-starred in a 1983 comedy movie uh, called Strange Brew. Kylie and Tim, what was your answer and what was your wager? We said Thomas, and we wagered 25 points. All right, and Jeff and Marissa, what did you say, and what did you wager? We said Thomas, and we wagered 40 points. All right, well, your correct answer is Thomas. Chris, can you please give us our final scores for this game? Well, we had one team that went conservative with their wagers and one team that went balls to the wall, figuratively, not literally. Although, Tim, maybe, I don't know. I don't know you that well. The final score is Jeff and Marissa, 224 points. Kylie and Tim, 274, and they are our winners tonight. Wow, nicely done. That was all Tim on that movie question. Like, movie is my strength, so we decided to go lots uh, lots of points on that one. But... That was all him. So I, I have seen Terminator Two: Judgment Day probably seventeen thousand times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's solid. I I didn't know it. I had it between Hoover and Dyson because I was just going off of the vacuum cleaner clue. Good game, you guys. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, you had us on the ropes. You had us on the ropes the whole time. Oh man. Yeah, that's a pretty aggressive move. Uh, in the final question, so kudos to that. That hurt. Yeah, the thing go is, go home is my motto generally, and also I hate doing wager math. So, <laughs> ah, well, well, that's good to know for the future. Yeah. Carly and Tim, <laughs> yeah. thank you guys once again for for jumping on and playing trivia with us. It's always a pleasure to have you guys on. As you know, you're welcome back anytime you want. Uh, Jeff and Marissa, I wish I could say the same for you because now you're giving us a bad name here at the Pub Trivia Experience, and we're gonna have to let you go. Yeah, it's really hard to uh, you know win four rounds and lose in the last round. Um, I'm actually pretty good at that. That hurts. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of that's yeah, what are. we do here at Pub Trivia Experience. <laughs> We're conservative uh, final round bitters. 
That's very true. Yeah. Everyone, uh, that's been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the show, do us a favor. Drop a five-star rating on, on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it. Leave us a review as well. That would be awesome. Uh, find us on Instagram or on Facebook at Pub Trivia Experience. On Twitter, at Pub Trivia Pod, because of those damn character limitations. PubTriviaExperience.com. Find our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology, anywhere you get podcasts as well. I guarantee you're going to have a good time. But for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Leah. I'm Jeff. I'm Marissa. And our folks over at Brainwave, tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Brainwave Trivia or BrainwaveTrivia.com. Everyone, have a great night. (laughs) 